Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine a year where street dogs live on the run, mercilessly hunted by the ruthless pound police, locked up, waiting to be put down. What movie did you watch, Sandro? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. And welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the podcast reviewing movies from 2001 in the order they came out in. My name is Sundro. As always, I am joined by Zach. Hi there. How's it going? I'm, I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, well, I just I just watched the sequel to a movie, which I haven't seen the original on. Ah. And um, I, I have questions. I have questions, but for the most part, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, well, this week we are, of course, reviewing Two Lady, Two Tramp, Scamp's Adventure. The classic <laughs> Do the se- math on that one. <laughs> the classic sequel to the, the movie The Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> yeah, Lady and the Tramp, Two Tramp, Five You. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first time watching either of these movies. I haven't seen the first... I still to this day, have not seen the first Lady and the Tramp movie. Mm. So I have now witnessed the sequel and by context gotten gotten clues as to what's going on. Yeah, well, that's what, what we do whenever we do a sequel is uh, the one that chooses it watches the original. The one that didn't mm. choose it goes in completely blind. Yes. So most of the time this happens with movies that no one's ever watched. Mm. So it's like, Oh yeah, it's forgivable that you haven't seen the first movie because no one's ever seen this. But this time, it's a classic Disney film that I just haven't seen. So I think it works, though, that you haven't seen it because I am incredibly nostalgic for the original and this sequel that we're reviewing today. Ah. I watched them all the time when I was like four or something like that. And you've Mm. never seen them. So I think it's perfect. You're coming in with no nostalgia and no context. Yes. That being said... I thought it was an alright movie. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought it was okay. It was very okay. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't really bad. No. There was one moment where I was like, you can't say that. That is not okay. Oh. Um, but um, <laughs> apart from that, I thought the rest of the movie, like, it wasn't anything uh, new. No. Or amazing. But it was entertaining, at least. Yeah, it's a good bit of entertainment. Look, it's made exclusively for kids. Like, this is not meant... Like, it's not like the original where it's meant to be a family movie. This is just a kid's thing that you put on to shut your kid up. Yeah, yeah, I felt that a lot. I felt that a lot. And it's specifically just, like, an hour long. It doesn't doesn't overstay it welcome at all. It knows what it is. It's just a short... 
kids film it's like oh yep they've watched lady in the tramp 500 times now i'm just gonna put on the sequel because i cannot stand to hear yep uh, that racist cat song again <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there weren't many cats in this film well that's a good thing <laughs> okay all they right. did show up and every time they showed up there was a very faint gong mm. and that was just racist enough to pay homage to the original ah, okay. but also not make all the kids racist when they were watching it <laughs> whoa, 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 sorry i want to stop you here because i don't know this thing were those two like siamese cats asian in the first one think of literally every single asian cliche oh no every asian stereotype it's those what? two cats <laughs> Oh, no. They've got broken English, and they're what? singing this song in like a very, very stereotypical like Asian way. Good lord! What? What? These two random cats were just a rare. Wait, yeah, it's not but good. they were owned. They were owned by an old like rich white lady. Yeah, the aunt. Why were they Asian? Um, because it's Disney, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's Wait, Disney Siamese. in the 50s. Isn't that more Eastern? Yeah, but it's Disney in the 50s. If you were in the East, you were Asian. Yikes. The original came out in 55, very overshadowed by Bambi. Oh, really? So, like, it's, it's kind of a Disney classic, but it's not as well remembered as a lot of the other ones. I, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen Bambi either. What the fuck? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I was I was more of an Aladdin kid. I loved Aladdin. Aladdin was my jam. Aladdin, right? Yeah, you're more of a fan of like the '90s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that was my thing. Like I've seen Snow White. Oh yeah, and and like uh, Mermaid Lady. That's the '90s one. I think that's the '90s. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! That's another '90s one. Yeah, look, I was a '90s Disney boy. All I right. liked my Aladdins. I liked uh, Robin Williams, Bless His Soul, mm. and uh, and Seven Dwarfs. They were pretty great. What else can I say about the first Lady and Tramp before we get into other stuff? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Tramp keeps calling Lady Pigeon, and he shortens it to Pidge, which in some scenes, depending on how much background noise there are, it sounds like he's calling her Pitch. <laughs> oh, oh. I didn't notice that. Yeah, they don't do it as much in the sequel, which is probably a good thing. I heard him call it Pidge. Yeah. So that's an interesting point. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, there's a pretty big, like, Speedy Gonzalez sort of character in there as well, which is not very good. Oh, right. It's a bit yikes. And then the biggest question that I have about the first one leading into the second one is that uh, the Tramp has only been a part of the family for like six months mm -hmm. by the time they have kids, as we see at the end of the first film. Oh, okay. In this one, it feels like he's been a part of the family for years, and he's an old man now. But And I guess mm. dog years, but also yeah. six months isn't really enough for a dog to age that much. Well, he here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think uh, the puppy is like a year-ish, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Oh. I've got a golden lab, and she was like full grown by a year. So, okay. Six months is like two years, I would say, for, for like dog years. That's rough estimation for dog years. So wait, they have six months time and then they have puppies. And then so. they have puppies. So I guess it's been four years. Maybe they're like four months old or something. Mm. Maybe less, like three. 
That means it's like nine months-ish, which is almost a year. So in dog years... That'd be like three to four-ish. About three to four. All right, so I guess he could be a bit more grizzled then. Yeah, still reasonably fresh, though. You do have a point there. Yeah, that's the only thing that I kind of picked up that wasn't great watching these back to back the other one of course being the animation style goes from lovely hand-drawn animation to hand-drawn elements but there's some cgi like bins that fall around and and panning shots that look a bit weird oh yeah but i was mostly focused on the characters which i think most people are so the the sort of bins and background like it was classic Disney background of, like, a-, a drawn background and an animated character going across. Like, I clearly noticed that, but that's a Disney, like, classic style. Definitely. Oh, and of course, because the original was made in the 50s as well, it does that thing in animation that I love where you can tell a thing is going to move because it looks so different to the background. Yes, yes, because cause it isn't drawn, it's animated, <laughs> yeah. so it, it, it moves, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember there was a gate that kept switching back and forth from being a stationary object to one that could move. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was a little jarring. But also... I hate to bring this up now, but other Disney sequels have existed before. There's a, there's a bunch of them, yeah. I, I hate to base my opinion on uh, comparing it to other Disney sequels, but this Disney sequel has a way higher quality than some of the other Disney sequels that have come out. This one feels like a Disney movie. I personally have seen Aladdin 2. Have you seen that movie? I know it by reputation only. Yeah, it's real bad. Okay. It is... The the quality is just astronomically lower because it's a sequel and they don't really care so much. It's like straight Mm. to DVD, straight to TV, whatever. They just... They don't, like, allow it to have a budget. Yeah. I've seen... Mulan 2, which is quite bad. Uh, the Lion King ones are fine. Jungle Book 2's not too bad. I think that's all the ones I've seen. Oh, I have seen Cinderella 2. Oof. But this one felt like it had a reason to exist, almost. Yes. Whereas other ones don't. Uh, we'll get into the synopsis review in a second, but first... Quick thing to mention, hey, we're on a network now. What? We're jacked in. We're part of the system. We're in the system. That's not Canon Productions. We've signed up with them. The changeover's officially happened. We're here. Wait. We're proud. It's not Canon that we're part of a network? I'm oh. confused. Oh, no. Sandro, please explain. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, you just said it wasn't canon that we were part of a network. Well, that's true, because technically the canon of the podcast is your Canadian Zach. Oh, no. Wait, no, you're not. No. Didn't Canadian Zach leave during Three Men and a Baby? Yes, and was replaced by Australian Zach, I believe. The podcast is, look, the canon doesn't make any sense, but we are on That's Not Canon Productions. If you want to check out other shows of this fantastic collective, go to thatsnotcanon.com. Um, check out some other shows, because there's a bunch of other movie stuff here. Mm. That's not canon.com. It's the new collective we're a part of. 
check out some other shows. There'll be some promos kind of scattered throughout the show as well, as well as ads. You probably heard it when you started the episode. We got ads now. Yeah. Quick thing to plug with that. If you do want the show to be ad-free, if you want the ad-free feed, that's something that we are adding to Patreon now. So we've had the $1 tier on Patreon uh, for the last year, and we haven't really done anything with it. If you join up with that tier, you can vote for what the bonus episodes are, but you can't hear them. That's for the $5 tier. What we're doing now is the ad-free episodes of this show right now. If, if you want to hear it without ads, that's going to be a part of the $1 tier. So head to patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod if you want to get in on that, as well as some bonus episodes if you want the $5 tier, uh, including Robocop 2 which is out right now. Ooh, yes. We, we reviewed Robocop 2 and a bonus battle between uh, Cloak and Dagger and Kid Co. That was a lot of fun. So that, that's all up on mm. Patreon, as well as a huge back catalogue. We're probably going to do a summer series this year. That might be Lord of the Rings. That might be Transformers. We kind of floated that oh, idea last, last episode. Well, 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 I'll say, I'll say it now and put it forward that Lord of the Rings is more relevant at the moment because of the new series. All right, let's uh, let's get into the episode proper. This is a long intro, but at the same time, this is an hour-long movie. So yes, what were the other movies I could have chosen this week? Um, so you had a few other movies actually. Uh, we had uh, Carmen, the Champion, which is a Christian boxing movie. Uh, yeah, hmm. it it would probably be like most movies I saw as a child, where it's like the football movies, which have that very like. Mighty Ducks, sort of. Mighty Ducks isn't really Christian, though. No, 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 no. Like the football movie, where they are the worst football team. Mm. And then, you know, through the power of uh, coming together and and God, they get to they get to win a game. Yeah, this very much looks like he's winning with the power of Jesus or something. Good on him. Sure. Um, <laughs> the Caveman's Valentine. A cave-dwelling Samuel L. Jackson sets out to track down the killer of a homeless boy. He's sick of all those motherfucking child murderers in his motherfucking cave. (laughs) Yeah, I want to look this movie up. It's called... This has the weirdest... The The Caveman's Valentine is not a very good movie title, especially if it's like an action film. The Caveman's Valentine... So I'm like, okay, is this a romantic movie? Then immediately, a cave dwelling, mm. Samuel L. Jackson, sets out. So he's leaving the cave. He's leaving the cave. To track down the killer of a homeless boy. Wait, a homeless? So like in the city? Yeah, like a straight kid. What has this got to do with a valentine? Does he find love while looking for a killer of a homeless boy? Maybe. I don't understand. I don't know. The poster is really dark and ominous. Makes me think like it's, a, it's, a, it's like a horror or something. Anyway. This movie is bizarre. We're spending way too much time on this movie. We're never going to watch. Uh, the Mexican. A man tries to transport an ancient gun believed to carry a curse back across the border. Now, this one looks cool because it's by Gore Verbinski, who did The Ring and Pirates of the Caribbean, and it stars Brad oh, yeah. Pitt and Julia Roberts, and I kind of want to watch it. Right. I kind of want to watch that one. Um, we have C-Spot Run. A mailman adopts a dog. Turns out to be an FBI-trained and on the run from a crime boss. What? Now, Sandro, I don't know how a dog is on the run, and why a crime boss wants a dog. Maybe the dog was, like, it's got, like, a chip in it. 
and it's running away. Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't put it past the FBI to chip a dog with some important information. Yeah, but also, that shouldn't that be in the synopsis here, if that's part of uh, the plot? Maybe whoever wrote the synopsis wasn't really putting their heart into the ones that we weren't going to yeah, end up picking. Maybe they didn't give a crap about that stupid movie. Uh, the Window of St. Pierre. <laughs> Uh, it's the story of a disillusioned army officer who disobeys orders to help his wife save a convicted murderer. All right, so it's Jordan Smith, a male man, is entrusted with the responsibility of a dog. However, the dog is an FBI drug sniffer who has run away from the witness protection program. No, it's no, so Google. it is just really dumb. Yeah, it's really no, dumb. It is the mob boss wants to kill a dog. Yeah. Why is the dog in witness protection? <laughs> the know. dog can't testify against the mob boss. It's a dog. It's a dog. Well, who says a dog can't testify against a mob boss? Oh, no. Airbud rules. Yeah, and you know what? Who says a mobster can't murder a dog <laughs> for testifying him in court? Damn, this is a good Airbus cast. rules can work in reverse. You're, you're right there. There's no rules against murdering a dog in court. C-Spot, right. Well, now we've talked so much about it, it's got to go on the Patreon list. No, so... don't. It sounds so bad. It sounds like an awful 2001 movie. I think it is a kid's film. Yeah, no, it is, for sure. Just, it's on Stan, 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof, yeah, stop putting it, stop putting it on the list. It's I can on the see list. you putting it on it's the list. It's on God. the list. No! <laughs> but will our Patreons vote for it? All right, let's get into Lady and the Tramp 2. This was released February 27th, director video, like most Disney sequels. Mm. Uh, it is co-directed by Daryl Rooney, who worked on Lion King 2, Milan 2, Tron as well. He Ooh. worked on Tron. Wow, that's actually not a sequel. No. Unless he worked on the sequel to Tron, which then would be a sequel. Tron 2, better than the original. I'd say. Ooh. More of a movie, because the first Tron is a tech demo with a loose plot. Mm. Um, it's very enjoyable, don't get me wrong, but it is just a tech demo with a loose plot. Yeah, well, you know, if you make a good tech demo, you know? You know? You know. What are some good tech demos that are out there? Tron. Tron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't argue against it. <laughs> Got you there, bud. <laughs> Janine Russell is the other co-director, also did some other Disney sequels. Mm. So it's co-written by Bob Roth and Bill Motts, who both wrote for Kim Possible. Mm. They wrote for Penguins of Madagascar. They wrote for Lego Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And they wrote for the Buzz Lightyear TV show. I've never seen that. Is it a good show? Oh, actually, no, I have seen bits. It's incredibly violent. That's all I remember about it. Mm. I love, uh, I remember, no, I have seen it because I loved Zerg. Yeah. Zerg was my favorite. Zerg. Zerg's my boy. That's good stuff. For the cast, uh, we've got Jeff Bennett playing Tramp. He's Petrie in The Land Before Time. I thought you were about to say Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos plays... Tra- I'm going to tell you what, Jeff Bezos is a bit of a tramp. I'll tell you what, he's probably... What? <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what he's that means. He's like the most opposite of a tramp you could get at uh, this point. But he's so much not a tramp that I think he comes back around and uh, is a tramp. Ah, right. I'd say he's a space tramp. Space tramp. What is the meaning of the word tramp? I'm going to look that up. It's What's bad. the official... I don't think that's a thing we should be saying. Tramp. A person who travels from place to place on foot in search for work 
or as a vagrant or beggar. Yeah. So it's like a traveling man. Yeah, like a homeless person. Derogatory, a woman who has had many casual encounters or relationships. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Which makes a lady and a tramp sound really weird. That's kind of funny, though, because in the first movie, Lady gets annoyed at Tramp because he's apparently been with a bunch of other dogs before. Uh... And she's like, who's Trixie, Tramp? And he's like, oh, I'll tell you what, I haven't heard about Trixie in quite a while. So the guy that plays Tramp, he's also Petrie in Land Before Time. He's the yellow hat man in Curious George. Oh, he's a yellow hat man? He's the yellow Sorry, hat man. Sorry, that, that took me by surprise. I didn't expect that. He doesn't sound anything like the original Tramp, but I guess he's meant to be older, so it works. I I don't know how the original Tramp sounds like, so for me, he sounded like Tramp. Playing Lady is Jodie Benson. She's Ariel in the, the original Little Mermaid. Oh, wow. She's also Barbie in the Toy Story movies. I wonder how much she got paid for this five minute of screen time. Yeah, she's the most prolific person in the whole film and uh, is in it the least, so... yeah. She was in the studio at the time, so they just handed over a couple of lines for her to say, and then they were like, cool, we can chuck that in the movie. Excellent. Perfect. Uh, Scott Wolf, haha, plays Scamp. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a What a scamp. He's a TV actor, was in Saved by the Bell, that sitcom show from the 80s, I think. Uh, he's also currently in the Nancy Drew TV show. Mm. Alyssa Milano is Angel, she's in Who's the Boss? And also the Wet Hot American Summer sequel series 10 years later, where they retcon an entire character into existence. And it's great. Oh, nice. <laughs> they have a scene from the first movie. Like, they take a scene from the first movie yeah. and they replay it. But they they randomly cut to two characters who are just slightly off center of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> just like nodding along like is that if that's done as a joke yeah 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 and then they're like introduced as actual characters and then everyone else remembers them <laughs> even though that's, they weren't around that's very funny actually chaz palamintra plays buster the villain he was in woody allen's bullets over broadway and got an oscar nomination for that performance so there's an oscar nominated actor in this movie damn playing the villain that's pretty impressive the villain's quite good. I quite like Buster a lot. Is he in the first movie? Nope. <laughs> okay. That's what I needed to know because it was the context of like, did they make up all this backstory for this random villain character that they made? Yes. Yes. Yes, they did. They did. Which means the whole, like, you can't trust him. You don't know what he's like sort of thing. Like, I used to live with him. That carries very little weight because none of it was in the first one. Gotcha. Bill Fagerbake plays the goofy sheepdog. Uh, he's Patrick in SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah, yeah, because I recognised his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that guy's Patrick. Wasp. That's weird. Ricky Mooney is in this classic actor from the sixties. Ricky Mooney plays the Irish Wolfhound. Right. Yes. The Scooby Doo guy, Frank Welker, plays the mean dog Reggie, and then uh, the Italian chef Tony is played by Jim Cummings, who voices a lot of the Winnie the Pooh characters. So an all-star oh, voice wow. acting cast. Yeah, this is a surpri uh, surprisingly highly rated voice actors. 45% on, Ro on Rotten Tomatoes, 49% audience score. Just, I don't know, it's hard to say. All the reviewers were like, it's just not the original. Which, yeah, 
sure. Yeah, there's yeah, because one, it's a Disney sequel, and people are rather mad at those for being churned out twenty four seven at this point. This is two thousand and one, where people are like, "Hang on, they're just crapping these out onto the floor." Don't worry, two thousand and one, it gets worse. It gets worse. They start churning them out in live action after this. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, live action Lady and the Tramp actually okay. Okay. One one of the better ones, that one and Cinderella and the Jungle Book are like the three okay. But why is that, Sandra? Because the originals aren't... Um, I was going to say the originals aren't very good. That's not it. I love the first Lady and the Tramp, despite its mm. insistence on acting like your grandmother at a dinner party. Uh-huh. And that means being racist. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not something that you'd show your kids, because then your kids would be like, ha-ha, we're going to sing the racist song in front <laughs> yeah. of our school. And then your whole family gets cancelled. No, yeah. instead you showed them the live-action version, which has none of that. And it's also longer by, like, an hour. Oh, it's, like, two hours, whoa. whereas the original is, like, an hour and ten minutes. That is a long time. So it's more time for you to not pay attention to your kids. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I see. Many advantages. One, not racist. Two, more kids distracted. Should we just get into the plot? Because no idea how much this made and there's no taglines, so... Oh, what? Oh, man. Wow, that's rough. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. It's a direct-to-DVD. Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say, a lot of the reviews uh, in the audience section are either they really liked it, like they were super positive, because it's just like, I watched this when I was a kid. I feel nostalgia for it. It was great. And then there's the other half that are like, this isn't the first movie. The first movie's so much better. How Dare Disney release a sequel to a movie that they've made? How dare they? This is a disgrace on earth. I am cancelling my Disney subscription as we speak. But person, this came out 21 years ago. Yes, but I'm mad about it now. You're mad about it now? What are you doing, person? you got to add context. Just like Twitter. I find things from 20 years ago and I'm mad about it now. <laughs> Yeah, it is a bit like that. I will, yeah, like it's surprising how okay this film is, though. I mean, I hadn't even seen it yeah. in like maybe 18 years, mm. a very long time. And then I was like watching it and I was like, I remember liking this as a kid and it's still good now. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's very bland. It's nothing new. There yeah. is there's just nothing that's added, but none of it's like bad. They just go with like classic sort of things, and you see some old characters, and you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, it's got a pretty okay lesson for your kid. Yeah, your, yeah. Your rebellious son. Yeah, it's that whole, like, dad is like, he knows that you should follow the rules, you should be a good boy, but the kid, mm. she's like, I don't want to do that. I want to go out and do drugs and alcohol and party. And hook up but with... Then your dad- Never mind. <laughs> Hook up with 50-year-old cougars, question mark? What was that? That was the one bit that was problematic, and I'll bring it up when we get to it. <laughs> Hello, friends. My name is Patrick Little, host of A Little History Podcast. If you like to learn about history yeah, a little differently, then A Little History Podcast has you sorted. Join me for Season 1, titled A Mythology Apology, as we discuss some of humankind's oldest stories. Nothing is off-limits as we tackle some of the well-known and not-so-well-known stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. We've got a house on chicken legs, a bloke with a hundred eyes, 
a talking frog, plenty of shit kings, and gods and goddesses doing what gods and goddesses do. All this and more is waiting for you just to click away. Sometimes I'll have a guest coming in cold, and sometimes it's just you and me. So drink them if you got them, and join us for a bit of shit talking and a lot of fun. My name is Patrick Little, and this is a Little History Podcast. It's our history, but like you've never heard it before. All right, well then we'll jump right into the plot. Uh, it opens with an opening song introducing you to the town. So the music they sing about is uh, about a small, old, new English town. Oh. And I missed the new bit at first. I was like, oh, it's, a, it's an old English town. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And then it's like, hey, we're celebrating Independence Day. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. That's not an English town. Oh, wait, New English. New English. Oh, this is in America. And boy, is it. Because everyone's singing about how they love America. And <laughs> they, they did um, do that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, ah, classic American patriotism. Hey. And like the, the Italian restaurant owner has made a pasta dish. Which is just like the sauce is the stars, yes, and then the the noodles are the stripes of the flag. Wait, d- did you just call spaghetti noodles? Yes, yes, I did, sir. The Italian man in my veins is a very angry. Uh huh. Are you trying to bring back the first movie and make racists? I'm Italian. I can say it. <laughs> ah, that's true. It's different. And I know you. You're an Italian friend of mine. Therefore, oh no! Me. <laughs> the first question I'll ask you before I ask you about the music: When do you think this is set? Uh, well. Probably like the 80s, 90s-ish, because they have a vehicle, right? Mm. And the vehicle is like a really old car. This is like a mid-1940s sort of vehicle. But that's the classic villain car, because it's just old and run down and used, right? So I think it's like... 40-ish years old sort of vehicle. Therefore, I'm basing it around the 80s okay. slash 90s. That's that's my idea. It could be a bit older, though. Um. Well, the first one's very much set in the 50s because they've got the old, like, phones you've got to wind up and everything. So I feel like it would be more set in the 50s, but also I think they kind of shied away from making it obvious that it was set in the 50s or else they would yeah. make all the kids confused. <laughs> Oh, I see. So so this movie was more modernized definitely ish. I mean, there wasn't really anything directly linked to technology of the kind except the car. Yeah. Which is still like a nineties and forties car. Yeah. So... They don't spend much time inside the house, which I think if they did, they would have to show more of the technology. But uh Yeah. They don't really do that. So if you're just going by the car, it's nineteen forties, but yeah, so probably around then. And mm. the music is also kind of suiting that style uh, as well. What, what, what did you think of the songs? Uh, I, that I, I, wasn't, I wasn't singing one after it had gone, but I didn't mind it while it was there. There were a couple that sounded very similar to, like, Lion King and Toy yeah. Story. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't think they were going to come up with anything brand new for this Disney sequel. Yeah. But, like, they were very passable songs. Again, this movie is very passable. Mm, passable. It's very fine. It's very, like, I'm going to put this on the background for my kids, one yep. could say. Um, And, um, yeah, the songs are fine. There's, like... The first one is like the all small in New English town. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yep, that's the location that we're in. Then there's like the puppy sings, um, I just want to be king. It's pretty much what he sings. Yeah, I just want to leave my house. <laughs> I just can't wait to break out of my home and get away from my family. <laughs> that's pretty much what he sings. <laughs> there's that one. Uh, the only song that I think has an identity and isn't a bit of a ripoff of another song is the one about family at the very end. But also it's the weirdest song, I felt, like the position it was in. It just starts playing when things are bad. Because it's like the climax of the movie where everything has gone wrong. Mm. And then they just play family to make you go, oh, he now wants to go back to his family. But anyway, the plot at the start is there is the family, the two parents, the young kid, mm. and Lady Tramp, and their four children. Mm. Three girls, and then Scamp. Now, now, I hate to immediately criticise the film. <laughs> just immediately. But when two dogs of a different breed <laughs> make a litter of puppies, they do not make three of the same kind of puppy, and then one completely different breed of puppy yes three of which are matching one of the the persons uh the the the, the female dog and one is versus the male no they make a a mixture of the breed yes you get a crossbreed this works in every scenario ever that has ever happened humans did animals everything that's that's not how genetics work but in this movie all the girls look like lady and the boy looks like scam except he's got his mother's eyes yes which at least i will give them credit for doing that at least (laughs) though which is something yeah i would have liked though maybe that like his ears had were dark or something oh yeah or like done done that sort of like cheesy crossbreed where it's like Oh, he's the same breed as his father, but he's actually just brown mm. instead of grey. Now, I have a question, though, because uh, at the end of Lady and the Tramp, the family adopts Tramp, and they call him Tramp, except in the movie, all the other dogs call him Tramp, and Lady calls him Tramp, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that Lady is called Lady, because the humans call Lady Lady, and that is then Lady's name. But Tramp is called Tramp by all the dogs. So then why do the family, when they adopt Tramp, call him Tramp? They would have changed his name. I think it's a freak coincidence that they managed to call him Tramp. Yes, but at the end of the movie, when the family adopts Angel, they call Angel Angel. When all the dogs called the dog Angel. (laughs) Well... It's it, another freak coincidence. There's not that there's no way there can be this many freak coincidences in an old new English town. But but Sandro, Sandro, when Angel rocks up, she acts like a little angel. And so the mum says, Oh, what a little angel, and then the baby goes, Angel, angel, and so that for therefore it has to be her name. What if mm-hmm. and this is a wild 
thing, but it is Disney. It's a world of magic. Mm-hmm. What if, actually, you think that the mum said Angel the first time, if you go back and revisit the tapes, maybe the baby said Angel first. Maybe the baby can speak dog. No, that's dumb. <laughs> Pretty dumb, actually. But also, the baby is the true villain of this movie, so... I agree. I think the baby can speak dog and is purposely setting up these horrible scenarios because he is a satanistic bastard. So, Tramp the dad has been lying to his son his entire life, wow. saying that he was grown up as a house dog. He was he, He's never been a street dog, never ever in his life. And I, I wouldn't say lied to him. Man, you really... You really... <laughs> thrown on there heavy no i just think that he he hasn't told Mm. his son that he was once a street dog because he doesn't want to tell him all that stuff you know he's trying to keep the street life away from scamp but scamp just wants to go outside scamp just wants to Mm. be a street dog and one night he makes a mess in the house and is sent outside to the doghouse which is caused by the baby let it be known all right Scamps did nothing wrong. Scamps was being a good boy. He was doing all the things. Then the baby picks up the ball. And the baby throws it outside in the mud after Scamps has had a bath. It's not really Scamps' fault that he runs outside after the ball and gets muddy because he doesn't notice. He doesn't look at the mud and go, oh, wait, I can't jump in the mud. No, he looks at the ball, because he's fixated on the ball, then he runs back inside and spreads the mud everywhere, chasing after the ball. It's the baby's fault! The baby speaks dog! The baby's in on it! <laughs> the baby's evil! The baby... the baby works! The baby works for the dog pound police. Yeah. Oh, my God. undercover operative. That's what the third movie should be. If we were doing sequels, it was the baby grows up and takes over the dog pound business. <laughs> Because he can understand the dogs, yes. and uh, uh, he makes a v- like he's very lucrative because he can understand dogs. He he knows how to like corner them, trap them, and bamboozle them. Exactly. Like he tricks dogs, which makes him a very effective dog catcher, very rich dog catcher, mm. evil rich dog catcher. Evil rich dog catcher becomes the Donald Trump of dog catching. Yes, but then he remembers to love dogs again yes actually no in the in the third movie uh the villain gets brutally murdered off screen yeah all the uh, they they team up with buster and buster just mauls this businessman oh my god no although although in the first movie there is a scene where they drag a dog off to get put down what if he accidentally injects himself with a needle and then Oh my god, that is horrifying on so many levels. I hate this. This is a terrible kids film. You know what happens? He goes to euthanize scamps, but then they have like a battle and then he like accidentally self-euthanizes. <laughs> oh no. That is horrifying. That is pretty scary. I wonder if that's ever happened before. Uh, probably. Uh, you only see the like the shadow of the needle going into the shadow oh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like um in... Tarzan, where that guy hangs himself, and you only see the shadow. I always forget that that's in Tarzan. Yeah, horrifying stuff in Disney films. Going back to my favourite childhood stories, the the original Mm. Disney grimoires. So Scamp is sent out to the doghouse after making a big old mess, and he Mm. happens to spy a beautiful young puppy 
angel. I don't like how you said that. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. It's weird. So he spots a, a, a female dog and he's like, ooh, a that's a... <laughs> a <wooga. laughs> We should bring... You should bring that back. I think I will bring a wooga back. I'm putting that into my a list wooga. of things I'm bringing back this year. Yeah, yeah. What's on my list so far? I've got Will You Ice. I've got Cetus Lapidus. I've got They're As Thick As Flies and A Bull's Ass. I've got <laughs> Plop. Oh, yeah, pop, which is just a sound effect, I think. Sound effect. Uh, that's pretty metal. That's pretty metal. And, of course, a wooga. <laughs> a Oh, yeah, because it's a dog, so it has to go a wooga. Yeah. I liked how um I liked how whenever he was whimpering, they didn't overdub it with dog whimpering effects. It was just the actor going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like nearly all the dogs' things. Was there any dog sound effects in this film? Barking at one point. Oh, I think the evil dog has actual dog yeah. sounds. You know, the one that never speaks. Although that's voiced by the guy that does Scooby Doo, so I think that was. Oh, all... I guess it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they only use voice actors because I remember the guy going bark, 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 like he he like says bark. Yeah, I think you're right. And that was that was driving me crazy every time he did that. So Scamp spots Angel. She's running away from the dog pound police with her gang of wild dogs. The dog pound guy, he's great. He's, he, he talks real American-like, you know? I'm gonna get you, you mangy mutts. Hold still so I can take you in all peaceable-like, you see, dogs? And then the, the dogs bamboozle him. They play with his hat, which is like, how does this dog catcher have a job? I guess no one else wants to be the dog catcher. That's probably, yeah. So he's just got the, the low end. Especially if dogs are like the dogs in this Disney film, which are acrobatic crafty like kung fu experts <laughs> yeah the dogs are great at like parkour and martial arts it's very impressive yeah and martial arts and hand hand mouth coordination they're yeah. like experts in so i guess being a dog catcher must be one of the worst jobs in the world mm. i mean he does just get wrecked by these dogs where he even manages to like he manages to catch Buster at one point, and then Buster just goes, Grr, I'm angry, and he flips the guy <laughs> using his own net. And I was like, how do you fail this bad at your job? It's great. It's great. Yeah, I, I think it's a mixture of it's a Disney movie, so they're idiots. Oh, yeah. But also the fact that just these dogs, man, these dogs are next level. They're genetically engineered dogs for sure. Yeah, they're... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they, they probably escaped from a military experiment, or at least they maybe their grandparents oh. did. And they're all in witness protection because of FBI stuff. <laughs> no, shut up. So, yeah, he does the um, I can't wait to be free song, and then uh, his collar just breaks. Just somehow breaks. Which makes sense because he's running around the whole backyard and apparently his, his chain is infinite. It's infinitely long. He does like loops around the doghouse and it never gets shorter. Yeah, no, he never like, it never catches on anything somehow when he's running around. It's very funny. But yeah, then the chain just breaks and he's like, all right, cool. 
I guess plot is happening. I'm going to leave. He leaves. He runs into the streets and comes across Angel. Uh, she takes him to the wild dog junkyard. I like uh, a constant throughout this movie is that she's like, oh man, you're such a street dog, huh? But you can pull off all the street moves. And he repeatedly, his moves are just him like <laughs> slapsticking his way through the problem. I like that. But also if they ever like remake this as live action, I want them to do... Like, these dog acrobatics in live action, I think that would be very entertaining just to see this Mr. Bean dog flailing around a junkyard. Oh, absolutely. I, I want to see both the parkour and the slapstick Yeah, with a, with a, with a dog. Uh, funny. That'd be good. So, yeah, she takes him to the junkyard. We get a song where Buster <laughs> sings, You've got a friend in these dogs. Yeah, it was very specifically how they lived in a society. Oh, Junkyard Society. That was actually was a pretty yeah. fun song. You've got a friend yeah. in the Junkyard Society. <laughs> we live in a society, Sandro. <laughs> we do. A Junkyard Society. Uh, I'll tell you what bloody Twitter I know is a bit of a Junkyard Society. I'll tell you that much for free, mate. <laughs> hey. I think, I think uh, Buster was really just going through his Joker arc, so he can't be blamed for, <laughs> for his actions. Buster keeps calling angel a puppy my girl is she a puppy isn't scamps meant to be a kid scamps is a puppy yes but i'm going to make it problematic in the other direction oh you think she's oh i think she's like 30 year old versus 18 year old Ooh, what a what a spicy age difference because she is a small dog but that doesn't mean she's a puppy yeah what sort of dog is she let me double check i think she's just a small breed of dog uh the wikipedia says that angel is a pomeranian and they're very small and pomeranians are very small dogs i'm saying i think she's she's a good um six months older then, then... Ooh, six months in dog years, that's a spicer age, a difference. Yeah, there's definitely some problematic age stuff going around. Specifically, when that old, like, cougar dog says, and I quote, she's getting a bit of puppy love. Yes. It's, it's like that heavy smoker sort of thing, but obviously it's a dog, so it's not... But it's like, hey there, sugar. Like, that sort of thing. But she goes, I'm getting a bit of that puppy love. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? What the These dogs, fuck? man. These dogs are wild. Yeah, look, it's a it's a dog society. It's a junkyard society. It's a junkyard society. But I didn't like those undertones. So meanwhile, Lady and Tramp, they reunite with Jock and Trusty, the two sidekicks from the first movie, to go searching for Scamp. It was great to see them again. Oh, right. Those were the... Um, hey, the Irish dog. The Irish dog. The Irish dog and his friend, the Bloodhound. Yeah, I figured they were from the first movie. Now, now, now... Uh, my interpretation from their relationship is mm. that those two dogs, do they work for the police or the pound or something? No, they are just the neighbours and they hang out with Lady a lot. Oh, okay. And when Tramp gets uh, captured by the police, uh, they track him down. Oh, okay. Bloodhound helps out. So Scamp is put to the test. He's going to do a bunch of tests to join the junkyard dogs. The first one is to steal a can away from the big, mean doggo that doesn't really talk. 
Yeah, what the heck is that? Was that was that dog like half bear? What is what is the cat in the dog. dog? Yeah, it's just a big mean dog. And he doesn't talk ever. No. That's the first test. Uh Scamp manages to escape, uh, but the dog chases after them and then gets hit by a car. Yeah. But uh, it's fine, because he gets chucked in the pound then. Yeah, gets chucked in the pound. Um then after that, Scamp and Angel chat a bit. Oh, we also realized that Buster used to be best friends with Tramp. Mm. Buster was like, I may be the king of the junkyard society, but there was one dog that was always better than me, and that was Tramp. And Scamp's like, oh my gosh, my dad. I hate Tramp, and I hate Lady, his girlfriend. And if I ever meet anyone related to them, oh, I would fucking... Isn't that right, Scamp? We would get him. And Scamp's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. Guess so. I look completely identical to him. I I don't know why you would would not think that. I also have Lady's eyes. I mean, I guess you're a fucking dumbass dog, so you don't understand that. But yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So then Scamp and Lady, they go off. They sing a love song. uh, They get tough. Lady? Ah, oh oh my. I mean, Angel. Yeah. Um, yeah, Angel, they have, like, their, like, love thing where they're like, hey, we found out we're in love. Hey, we eat spag bowl together, but we don't do the cliche kiss thing. No. that's weird. <laughs> no, no, they do the funny thing. Uh, they, they, like, hint to it, but then, like, Scamps, like, digs into the spaghetti and it just flies everywhere. That was everywhere. pretty funny. I enjoyed that a lot. I, I like those little, like, nods too, but then changes it. It's like, ah, that's cute. I liked that as well. I liked that. And Angel's like, what do you mean you're, you're running away from your family? I've always wanted a family. I've been in five houses, but they kicked me out whenever they had a baby. I don't know how... I mean, that dog looked pretty cute. I mean, I don't know how this dog yeah. got kicked out five times. Although it is a parkour martial arts dog, so running around the house, this little, little dog going, hey! Every <laughs> yeah, five well, minutes. I guess she could have been more trouble as a puppy, maybe. Mm. But in my canon, she's like thirty, you know. So maybe, maybe nowadays she's a better dog. Bit like, bit like Tramp, you know. Settle down a bit more. So now Scamp's a bit like, oh, I'm in love with Angel, but she wants a family, and I don't, I don't know if I want that. I'm gonna have to think about things. Uh, it's, it's Independence Day. <laughs> his final test. Aliens set down, and Buster's yeah. like, you have to defeat the aliens <laughs> to, to become the a aliens. And he teams up with that. <laughs> he teams up with Will Smith, but he's a pigeon. Yeah, that Will Smith movie where he goes undercover as a pigeon. That's a real movie. I've seen it. You have? Yes, My I've goodness. seen that movie where where he turns into a pigeon. Why? You haven't seen it? No. Why would you I? You haven't seen it? Okay. It's not on purpose that he turns into a pigeon. Oh. Yes. It still sounds bad though. Is the is it a bad movie? It's a fine movie. Okay. There's some fun bits. It was it's just an animated movie where he gets turned into a pigeon. It's a bit weird. There's, there's, so there's like a female pigeon that's really into uh, him as well. But is the pigeon also a human or just a pigeon? No, it's just a pigeon. Uh, um, and then, but like, so he hates pigeons. The whole thing is Will Smith hates pigeons with a passion because they're dirty, filthy creatures, as what? he should. And what? then he 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 becomes a pigeon, but learns to get along with his flock. Why would they put money towards this? Because <laughs> a pigeon beats up a sumo wrestler, 
because he's Will Smith. Okay, that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Buster tells Scamp, just rapidly moving on from that. So Buster tells Scamp. Uh, the female hey, pigeon still likes Will Smith when he becomes a human as well. Does she become a human? Nope. Ugh. Yeah. Buster realizes that Scamp and Tramp are from the, f- the same bloodline and tells Scamp to go and steal the chicken at the family picnic because uh, all the family are there and they're having a picnic. And he goes and steals the chicken, but the Siamese cats are there and they don't talk, thank God. But they do <laughs> meow and they start a bit of a ruckus. All the animals are running everywhere. They have a confrontation with um the dad, uh, tr- uh, Tramp and Scamp. Yep. And the dad's like, oh, yeah, I was a street dog, but I didn't want you to be a street dog. You need to come home, son. And Buster's like, you got to make a choice. You either stay with us or him. And and you're putting on that voice because that's how Buster talks. I don't think we mentioned it, but Buster's a New York mobster. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Uh, you're either with the gang or against the gang. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, and then, Dad's like, "Nah, he's coming with me. He doesn't get a choice." And of course, then Scamps is like, "What the fuck? I want to make my own choice, Dad. You bitch. I guess I'm staying with him. <laughs> you asshole." And then, yeah. So the dad leaves. He, he there's a bit where there's a gate throughout the film, and none of the dogs can get through the gate. Yes. But then Tramp just knocks the pin out of the gate so he can walk through it and they're all like <gasps> oh my he's the chosen one yeah yeah i didn't know what the fuck that was all about <laughs> it's pretty dumb and then yeah there's a kind of a interesting moment where buster like jumps on top yeah of... on top of scamp i thought for a second he was gonna murder him mm. or like give him a scar or something i was like what the fuck no he just takes off his collar and i was like ah oh, right so now he can get captured by the dog people because this plot is very predictable and it's like, oh, he has no collar now. Angel's like, what are you doing, scamp? What are you doing? What are you doing? And Buster's like, stop talking to scamp. What are you, some sort of house dog? And scamp's like, yes, Angel wants to be a house dog. <sighs> and then she leaves and she's sad. And then Buster's like, well, I'm setting you up to be captured by the police? Yeah, so Scamps runs after Angel. He's like, sorry, I didn't mean to mention that you wanted to be a house dog and then got you kicked out of the junk society. Then Buster's like, ah, this is my chance. I can take revenge on uh, Tramp. On Tramp. By getting his son murdered because I am a rat bastard. And so that's what happens. He sets him up. The police come. They take Scamp away. They sing a song about family. I like how they had the Lion King thing of, like, scars there. Oh, I guess that's not a Lion King. He sees the villain. Yeah. He sees the villain, and he's like, oh, help me, villain. And then a villain doesn't help him. And he's like, oh, no, he was a villain the he whole time. He was the time. bad guy the whole time. So Angel runs to tell Lady and Tramp, hey, your son's getting locked in prison. And they all go and they stage a rescue just in time. Uh, but oh no, the evil dog from the start of the movie is there, the big mean one. So Tramp runs in and tackles the big dog. He like jumps on the dog, big dog, and the big dog is like, okay, bye. Yeah. Throws him against the wall. But then Tramp does some parkour moves. Yeah, parkour. And and the dog slams into the, the wall and then the door. But also in the fight that uh, Scamp tries to save his dad, and he gets thrown against the wall. And he gets knocked out. 
uh, the movie tries to fake out that they killed Scamp <laughs> yeah. for some reason, and I'm like, oh yeah. That was pretty funny. But what made me groan was when Scamp wakes up, he looks <laughs> yeah. up, he sees Tramp towering over him, and then the 4th of July fireworks go off. <laughs> yeah! Fireworks is Tramp's to All help. American Dad, let's go! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Incredible. And then they all go home and Angel gets adopted. Oh, oh, well, first they go to the junkyard so that he can get his collar back. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They get the collar back from the junkyard and then they all leave Buster. None of them are junkyard dogs anymore. Only Buster lives in junkyard society now. Hey, and I think Buster says the quote, get back here, scamp. You ain't nothing but a house pet, which is an Elvis reference to you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Ah. The only joke in this movie for adults. Everything else is just for kids. But that joke, I was like, adults will get it. I didn't get that at all, so... That's because you're not an adult. We all know this. Ah, yes. <laughs> I I am a, 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 a puppy child, mm. whereas you are a adult dog. I'll take it. Which makes me 18 and you 52, I think. They all go home, Angel gets adopted, and that's the end of the movie. It ends with an R&B cover of Belle Norte, which is the song that opens the first movie. Ah. I don't know why they made that, but they did. It was like, the boys to men are singing this Disney song. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And that is Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. I was expecting this to be garbage, um, despite the fact that I watched this a lot when I was younger and am nostalgic for it. I was expecting this to be terrible when it turned out to be just fine. I was surprised, and therefore, purely based off my surprise that this was watchable, I'm giving it a goodie. Yeah, it's really mediocre. It's just, it's just a whatever film. Uh, like, it was fine for a one-time watch, but I'm not five, which is the thing where you could probably just put it on repeat. Yeah. To to burn it into a child's retina, as we have pure evidence, because it happened to it you. It happened to me. I think the movie that, that weaned me off of this was Toy Story. Because mm. Toy Story is like, it's a little bit more grown up than this sort of stuff. Yeah. So you you got to wait a couple more years. Well, I think I think you just watched a better quality film and then found out what quality was and started developing taste. It's like how you could eat bad food all your life or like something, but when you're introduced to the good food, you can't go back to the bad food. Yes, you can. Well, it depends. It depends. Like, like for me, I had like, for example, cider. Mm. I had like Summersbees with my first cider. I was like, oh, this is great. And then I had, like, Pure Blonde and Mercury Dry and other things which were way less sweet. Mm. Going back to Summersby, I take a sip of that and I'm like, oh my god, this is 90% sugar. <laughs> it's not good. Good lord. Unless we get sponsored by them, in which case it's 90% chill summer fun times. <laughs> yes, for future reference. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I'll still drink it. But I'm like, I definitely prefer the other stuff now. I mean... You know what I'm saying? Yes. I would never watch this again. Yeah, exactly. See? <laughs> but I'm glad that I did rewatch it and find out that, you know, I did have good taste when I was five. You would watch it if it was offered at a party to you, right? Uh... But if you're going to a DVD bar, you wouldn't order it on tap. You know what I'm saying? 
Anyway, I'm giving this I'm giving this a goodie. How about you? I I'll probably give it a goodie. Yeah, hell yeah. But but like the person I'd suggest this to is a child. Actually, no. The person I'd suggest it to is the parents of a child. Two goodies for Lady and the Tramp 2 Scamps Adventure. Um, there isn't a sequel, but there is the live-action remake, which was kind of dumped on Disney+. Plus. It didn't go to cinemas. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's actually not... It's, it's, not, it's not too bad. If you can get over the dogs talking, uh, it's pretty good. Mm, yeah, how how does it do it? Like like they open their mouths and human words come out and it yeah. looks a bit weird? It's a bit weird at first, but you get used to it. It's definitely better than like... I was going to say it's better than Lion King. It might be. Yeah? It's a better remake than Lion King because rem- that did not need to be remade. No, it was just like a worse movie than The Lion King. It was just like Lion King, but slightly worse. Like, there was no point to seeing that. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. What we do here is go back, 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 back. And we're back. And we're back with another episode of the Wait, Bros- wait, 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 James, James. They might not know who we are yet. Oh, right. This is a promo. Well, I'm James. And I'm Matt. And together, we're the Bros and Brews podcast. We're coming at you every week with worldly discussions, an art meets life questions podcast. What three albums would you take to a deserted island? How comfortable are you with sex and sexuality? Is it ethical to have children? What actually makes a great actor? We use our personal experiences, the craft of acting, and pop culture as a springboard to discuss everything. From uncomfortable truths, demonized issues, and problems often swept under the rug. But don't worry, we have fun along the way. Come join us for our weekly chicken, and we'll see you next time. Peace! But anyway, uh, it's now time for our world-famous segment, Crossovers. World-famous? <laughs> world-famous segment, yeah, yeah, it's what people know us for, is doing our crossover segment. Oh my god, guys, they got to do the crossover segment, I know that one. Oh, that's the one where they get, that was one of their older movies that they reviewed, and then mix it with this movie. Random number generator between 1 and 164, I'm gonna press it, let's see what happens, I've pressed it, I've pressed it, 99. Ooh, okay. 99, what was 99? Supergirl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> great. So what? the Supergirl film from 1984, a terrible movie that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my idea is out later this year in 2022 is the DC animated movie The League of Super Pets. Yes, yes. So that's exactly what I was that's exactly what I was going to do. I'm like, yeah. Maybe not Supergirl exactly, but The Super Pets, right? Maybe Supergirl has been... So Superman's on his honeymoon with Lois, and Supergirl has been left to pet-sit crypto. Because it's Supergirl, Mm. something goes wrong with, like, a time-travel crystal, and she 
and Crypto are sent back in time to the 1950s. Mm. And Crypto falls in love with a girl dog. Yes. Except it's a reverse situation because Crypto, the male dog, is the proper house dog, right? Yeah. And the the, 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 uh, the female dog is the homeless. She's the tra- uh, No. Oh, no. Can't call her that. She's the street dog. She's the street dog, yeah. Yeah. You can't re- really get an iconic villain in the 50s. That's the thing. No. I don't know what iconic... I can make one up for you because I know what his motivation is. Mm. He wants to capture crypto and then make the atomic super dog serum. The ultimate serum. So then Supergirl has to fight the guy, Crypto has to fight the dog, but Crypto needs help and then enlists the street dogs. Scamp gets injected with the serum. Oh, like Scamp from this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Supergirl's like, right, well, you can't really stay in the 50s as a super dog. You need to come to the present. And so he leaves his family behind and he and Angel go into the 21st century. Wow, that's depressing. <laughs> and they have a litter of super pets. Yeah. In the 21st century. There you go. What a fun movie that would be. I'd watch that. Yeah, that was a pretty good movie, actually. There you go. All right, next segment. It's time for Rotten Reviews. This is the part of the show where I go to the best place to find reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, from the best people, not the critics, obviously, because as we all know, critics are wrong. Mm. Just wrong on every opinion. Even though there's differing opinions on this movie, some say it's good, some it's bad, they're both wrong. They're both wrong. Because it's only... Yeah, they're both wrong. It's only mediocre. <laughs> it's, uh, well, uh, anyway, the, the, the audience is the only correct ones. Mm-hmm. I get some reviews from there. Sandro listens to the review out loud and has to guess the score that the person rated it. The score goes from 0.5 to 5. Yep. Sandro, are you ready? I am as ready as I will. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Steph says, it felt like a lot of the scenes were taken from other films. Just felt like a terribly predictable storyline with very predictable characters. It didn't look like it was taken from other movies because the art style was one of the better parts of the film. Yep, correct. Uh, 2.5. It is 2.5. Yeah, wow. Off to a good On start. the ball again. All right. Very well, I think the last couple of episodes, you've gotten the first one right. Actually, yeah, I have. Like, like for the past three weeks, you've just gotten the first one right and the rest of them all wrong. Let's see if you can get more than one. Walter said, that movie had a lot of schweens that were weird and disturbing. Schweens? Schweens. Uh, it's a different spelling of scenes. Schweens sounds like the sort of thing you'd watch in an adult movie. I'm watching a schween. I'm going to go shoot a schween right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a slight typo. I'm feeling a 2 out of 5. That's a 0.5. Wow. Uh, the next review is uh, an anonymous review, and you'll soon know why, because it says, You know, as they always say, that original one can be better. Yeah. <laughs> um... And that may have sounded weird, but I pr- I read it how it is written. Exactly how it's written? That is a strange review. Uh, I'm going to say that's a three out of five. Ah, that's a two out of five. <sighs> two out of five. Close, close. Maybe you'll get Jackson's uh, uh, sort of jive. This shouldn't be called Lady 
and the tramp because Lady appears for like 10 minutes and has a tiny role. I wouldn't blow my nose into this. Mm, you wouldn't blow your nose into this? Well, what would you blow your nose into? Probably a tissue. Yeah, I feel like blowing your nose into some movie reels is just going to end in a <laughs> disgusting mess. Yeah, I wouldn't either, to be honest. I think Jackson has a fair point. Don't blow your nose in movies. Uh, I'll say one out of five. That's a good point with the lady thing, though. She's barely in this. Mm, yeah, it's true. It is true. Uh, 0. 0.5. 0. Ooh, 0.5 spicy. again. Caleb says, This is definitely in my top three favorite Disney sequels. And yeah, I like it better than the original. Come at me, biatches. <laughs> I think he means to say, come at me, pidges. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. It was very sassy, though. I like it. I like how they specified top three Disney sequels. Yeah, The wow. bar is so low there that there might only be three good ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's say, big fan, better than, better than the original, I'll go four out of five. It's five out of five. Woo! Five out of five. Better than the original. And finally, the last review is from uh, Joanna, who says, The puppies were adorable. They were. Dot, dot, dot equals closing bracket but was there an open bracket it's equal uh, closing bracket oh so it is a face it is a smiley face so it is a smiley face all right uh five out of five uh it's four out of five four out of five so once again you got the first one and then none of the rest of them correct (sighs) oh well well that's the episode though thanks so much for listening as always uh if you like the show Thank you for liking the show. Yeah! We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Oldie Buddy Goodie Pod. We are. I've got my own personal Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd if you want to keep in touch with me that way. You can also send us an email, oldiebuttygoodypod at gmail.com. Uh, and we are on all of your listening apps. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify, we would greatly appreciate that. And we'll give you a shout out as well uh, if, you, if you do that. Uh, we are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod. You can sign up for $1 a month. Get the ad-free episodes if that's what you want. You can sign up for $5 a month. Get yourself two bonus episodes every single month. And then we, of course, do have the other one where you can request us to review something. Mm. But anyway, all the links to that are in the episode description. Uh, the next bonus episode on Patreon is going to be Uncharted versus Resident Evil. Ooh. Welcome to Raccoon City. But that's not out for another couple of weeks. Uh, but that is the first episode of March. Um, speaking yeah. of the first episode of March, Zach, you've got to pick what we cover on the first episode of March. All right. Give me the options, good sir, so I might pick one. You've got a bunch of options. Uh, your first option <laughs> is 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Is that how much time the podcast has left? Uh, it's got less than that, I reckon. Yeah, tr- true, true enough. Two dudes join <laughs> forces to take down some murderers who film their crimes to become famous. <laughs> so it's the it's the Paul brothers. Yeah. It's Jake and it's Jake Paul just going on TikTok and then noticing people posted their murders. Your second option is called Company Man. A high school teacher in the sixties becomes an international spy to uh, help out the plot to overthrow Fidel Castro. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I, I think that's based off a real story. I'm not 100% sure. Very interesting. Uh, you've got Get Over It. 
Get over it. Is it. Wait, wait. Was this is this done by the two dudes from the first movie? I'm not sure. <laughs> it is a high school rom com based off Midsummer's Night Dream. That's oh, about a guy who tries to win no. back his girlfriend by joining the school play. Oh, it's high school musical. Nice. You've got I the Lock of the Irish. <laughs> oh, it came full circle. Lock of the Irish, a Disney Channel movie about a young basketball player who is half leprechaun. <laughs> oh, what? I was about to say, I don't want to do another Disney film because we've just done a Disney film, but... I might have to make an exception. Uh, your final option is also a Disney movie. Wow. It's called Princess of Thieves. Kira Knightley plays Robin Hood's daughter. She's going to take over the role of Robin Hood when her dad gets kidnapped. Mm. So you've got the Paul brothers. You've got Fidel Castro. You've got Midsummer's Night Blair. You've got Look of the Irish, and you've got Princess of Thieves. What are you going to pick for next week's episode? Well, Sandro, I know we've just done a Disney film. We have. But to be fair, there's two this week that I can pick from. There's a lot. There's a lot of Disney films coming out at the moment. But also, a basketball Irish movie sounds incredible, and I have to pick that one. Look at the Irish. I've looked it up, and oh my, the makeup is something else. Oh, hell yeah. She's got frosted tips and pointy ears. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm picking this movie. All right. Next week. have to do this movie. Next week, Luck of the Irish. The thing is, though, every time we do a sports movie, like, we don't know what we're talking about. That is true. I've never seen a sport in, in my entire life. We might have to get a guest on who knows something about sports. I'll look into it. But anyway, Mm. let's wrap it up with the best quote from Lady and the Tramp 2. What have you got? I'm feeling a bit of that puppy love. Mm. And my favorite quote is, uh, of course, to quote the two Siamese cats. And that's where the podcast finished. (laughs) 